Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of the Ponty Rugby Show broadcast on your local radio station, GTFM. I'm Gitto Davis of the Ponty Media Team and I'll be hosting the show which puts the focus fully on your local Premiership Rugby Club, Pontypridd RFC. We're broadcasting this evening from the clubhouse at Sardis Road, as we do at regular intervals through the season, where a number of fanatical Ponty supporters have joined us to air their views on whatever subject arises, as long as I suppose as it's rugby-related. Well, joining us uh, in the comfort of the Egan Lounge tonight are Steve Bentz, David Roberts, Anne Jones, Gareth Jones and Di Rees. Well, we'd start the show tonight then, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Let's look back at the Wales game, the Six Nations, uh, last Saturday. Any reaction to that? Do you think maybe the score flattered Wales, possibly? I think it did. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, but... uh, um, it, 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 there were far too many faults from what I, what I saw on, on the day, but um, I think it's one of those rebuilding seasons. I think it's going to happen um, occasionally. And how many times have we seen Wales win a, a, a recent um, title and then drop away the year after? Um, yeah, and we've got the, the new coach as well with Pierre Agan. Yeah, and you get in a bit of a change in dynamic, aren't you? So yeah, it's going to take a little while to come. But you know, there was there were moments there, weren't there? Yeah, there've been moments. Like the last couple of minutes. <laughs> been moments. Also, I saw some stats today. Um, Wales have passed more than any other side in the, in the game so far, and they've kicked less than anybody else. So oh, at least like they're trying either. to be. You know, Pivac said he was going to do the Clenetley type, the Scarlets type open game, and the stats prove that it is working. You know, to do that against a side like England and still, who have, have always been forward forward orientated. To, to come that close and to be throwing the ball around at Twickenham, I think it does them some credit. Yeah. Is it a common theme, do you think, because the last three games, there's three defeats on the trot, Ireland, France and England, Wales have been out-muscled really, haven't they? So you can play the pretty rugby, but you, you need that possession, don't you? That's the key word. Well, I don't think we're out-muscled by France. I thought, um, well, we, we've gone back to that game. I thought we were... Very hard. Some of the refereeing decisions I thought were rather harsh. I thought also in the Ireland game I thought they were rather harsh. Um, you get those seasons when the luck doesn't go your way, the referees' decisions don't go your way, and I don't think it has this year. I mean, we were very close against France. The only game where we I thought we were really out muscled and out thought was the Ireland game. Yeah. But uh, the other two, you know. I, Maybe England were you know a bit faster off the off again. They got a good start, but we came back again. You know they say, well, we only, they were playing against thirteen. That's their fault. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's only been playing really... with less than thirteen actually. Yeah. And it was only seven you minutes. Everyone saying, it? everyone was saying they were playing against thirteen. No. Yeah. For for seven minutes. You know, for the end of the game. But... I thought they played quite well under the circumstances because there was a yeah. lot of dirty play. Problem in, is, England, England didn't need to do the dirty play. But they did. No. They, did. Right. they did. Yeah. Yeah. It was one yellow and one red for England. It could have been more, I think. Is that right? Oh, it's definitely, yes. Yeah. And very early on. Oh, Farrell stayed on the pitch. Well, well yeah. Farrell's left a char- led a charmed life with referees. He gets away with it. Well, there's something, there's something about he's, that. He's like you, mate, and he achieved. Richie, yeah, Richie McCoy, but it, not my mates, the offside <laughs> specialists. But Farrell, I mean, Richie McCaw was offside like flankers should be, and he was, he was generally was offside. But Farrell, 
has had a history of uh, high tackles, high tackles, tackles, late tackles, late tackles, no arm tackles, tackles, general nastiness on the field, pushing pushing people over off the ball. Yeah, nothing was nothing was Dan Bigger over like he did. Yeah, I mean you've got to say he didn't have the ball. Dan Bigger does not have to change his running line. No, you can't touch a player. No, without the ball, and he got away with it. Yeah, on the. I know he didn't make contact with that slap on 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 the early tackle over the line, but he aimed it. Yeah, and I've seen people red carded just for aiming it. Mm-hmm. Do you think Bigger was targeted early, early on? They tried oh, to hit him. Yeah. Yeah. First, yes. first play, they flattened him. Yeah. Obviously targeted two 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 on one. Well, no, no Shoulder arms. charge, <laughs> no arms, flattened him. Again, nothing done. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's no arms. I don't. You know, if you see a weakness in the opposition or potential weakness, you play to it. You can't yeah. blame them for that. Yeah. But you do it clean. Yeah. You do it clean. You within can tackle the rules, somebody. Surely, within the rules. Yeah, within the rules, you can you can tackle somebody with determination. Yeah. And put them on the floor, but you don't have to do what they did. So Bigger's obviously had he's had a tough tournament, doesn't he? He's been knocked around a bit, and he yeah. had his legs strapped up. Yeah. So they were obviously going for him. Yeah. But there's ways and means, and that's it wasn't the right ways and means. I think they were also going for George North. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, how um, and Jones could say as well. how they could say that, that they you know that he was falling down, therefore the no arms rule doesn't apply. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eddie yeah, Jones is fooling himself. Read the law book. Shoulder to the head. But, but, but the arms were behind his back. Do you think to? To have a go physically at the Welsh team, I think he would have told them who to target. Yeah, and presumably the uh, the team talk beforehand did that. But you can go too far. I mean, we've seen that before, haven't we? The famous game Neath against the South Africans. All these sort of ones that have been raised up to a level of intensity where you just shouldn't go there. You play fair. Would you give England the credit then that they were very quick off the mark, as you mentioned, Gareth? Or were they offside a lot, a lot of the game? Because they were up, to, they didn't give the Welsh back line much room to no. move. No, well, you look at all the games now, and they're all offside, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. No matter who's no, playing, nobody's, yeah. nobody's playing the on. I mean, the the, the 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 starting offside game of the weekend was was Scotland France. Of every kickoff, there were players yards in front of the ball before it was kicked. Mm. I didn't notice that degree against the uh, Wales England game. No. You're talking about Scotland there. Obviously, they'll be on a high note. Assuming the. Wales Scotland game goes ahead. We're recording this program on a Tuesday evening. Everything could change, even before the show goes out on air. But um, Scotland will be coming to Cardiff on a high after that win against France. So definitely, what's your predictions for next weekend? I think we still got to go for it. Obviously, we're going to go for it, but I think Wales can still do it. They need to. Um, they need to go into that game with the passion that they ended the England game with. The Scotland, as you say, will be on a high. We can't take four losses on the trot. That's ridiculous. Mm. But don't forget, love, France did play with fourteen men for three quarters of the match. Yeah, yeah, and, and a tight forward. I mean, that's really difficult. You know, bringing in Fiku on as the as the extra pack member. You know, it was like adding a flea to a tank. I mean, just, just not taking anything from Scotland. Yeah, they the can only play one in front of them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Same as the England rule, yeah, when no. they were like down to 13 men, you've got to play what's in front of you. Yeah. They had a very lucky try for the third try. That ball could have bounced anywhere on that process. Scotland. Scotland won the third try. Um, I thought France looked really disjointed in the first 20 minutes. You know, um, I still think Wales will do it. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. Well, they lost, a, France lost in number 10 early as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They, yes, they did. Look, there was their playmaker very early on. So we're to finish the season or the Six Nations campaign with a win then? Hopefully. 
I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, hopefully. I hope so, yeah. Looking a bit more positive again, um, Wales under-20s did very well indeed at Gloucester yeah, on the Friday night. Nobody expected him to win that game today no. after yeah. the results we've had. And two not Ponty boys, uh, Blues Strong. Academy players, but um, Mason Grady and Ben Warren oh, yes. played a yeah, big part well. in yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Grady's played well yeah. for us, hasn't he? And Strong's boy. Strong and Strong's boy, yeah. yeah. I think we'll call them Ponty Boys. Ponty Boys. Yeah. They've been out on that pitch. Yeah. Ponty Boys. They played the rugby for us this yeah. season. Yeah. They, so. mm. Remember Kenneth Thomas saying in one of the meetings when he was with us, bless him, <laughs> once you've been out on that pitch, Ponty, Ponty Boy, Boy forever. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, hopefully those boys will um, make the grade you know, at professional level and who knows, play for Wales at Maybe some that, stage. Yeah. Um, we can mention, we, we're talking about inter- international rugby in this first half of the show. Wales Sounds have been playing the last two weekends out in America and Canada. Not with the greatest success, but um, good to see another Ponty boy there and a Blues Academy player, Carly James, having his chance there. Yes, absolutely. And of course, um, Zianowski's been injured, hasn't he, unfortunately? We've missed him back here. Missed Zianowski. Good player. Yeah. Do you think it it says something about, well, not just Ponty, the, the club game, you know, that boys like this can make the grade then at uh, a higher level, senior international level. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Ponty are known for developing backs particularly, aren't they? Fast, fast players. We've got a few in the moment. Oh, when you think of Alex Knott, I mean, you know, a couple of seasons ago, he was still playing for, is it Glyneath he's from, or down that way? Well, Nelson, he plays. Nelson, oh, Nelson, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you look at him now, I mean, he's pivot. Yeah. Unfortunately, he picked up an injury earlier on. But the First game of the season down at Cardiff. Yeah. And he's come back quite well, mm. I yeah. thought, Alex. I mean, but he had a brilliant season last season. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, it's, it's, it's ironic, isn't it, when they changed the structure of the leagues again, they said they weren't prepared for one club to win everything all the time, which was us. Yeah. And we didn't produce any players. That was the chairman of the WRU saying that. Yeah. Which yeah. is, um, you know, when you look at some of the players in the last couple of seasons that's been through the full Welsh side, yeah. and he didn't complain Corey Hill scoring against England last year that's at Cardiff, right. did he? Mm. <laughs> well, Weber's played, um, Alex Weber's played for the Sounds in it's senior yeah. level. So yeah. These boys are good enough to play at that level. Yeah, it was, yeah. Good to see the under-20s doing so well. Well, I heard a report this week that said Jared Evans will be the best number 10 in the in the world within a couple of years. Right. Mm. So there we are. Well, sooner yes, Thomas Williams passing the ball on to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Thomas has played very well. In general, yeah. for Wales, and, uh, if I have one criticism about our game, it's getting that ball. And Thomas Williams has been faster than Gareth Davis. Getting the ball away from the seat of the scrum and the rocks and the malls yeah. is too slow. It's too slow. If you're going right. to play this fast game, you've got to get it away quick. Write him a letter, tell him you're going to do a box kick. Just <laughs> <laughs> takes so yeah, long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, you've always said this. This wafting people into position. Yeah. yeah. They should know where to be. Oh, so they don't three. need to be told. Yeah, Reese Webb is back. He was good. I rate him. Yeah. Maybe Thomas will develop that part of his game as uh, as he goes along. Any comments? It was very sad news uh, that broke over the weekend about Matthew J. Watkins. You know, memories of him playing for Newport and Senesi against yeah. Ponty. Shocking news. To yeah. pass away at such a young age. Sad. Yeah. Sad. Terrible. Sad. Yeah. yeah. Twenty-one and his young lad leading the team out. Over the weekend, his local side, very, very sad. Very sad indeed. 41 is no age. Yeah. No, that's right. He was a tremendous player in his day. 
was. Well, we'll take um, a quick break now from the chatting here in uh, the Pontypridd Clubhouse to listen to the regular weekly update of the happenings and going on at Pontypridd RFC, the news round presented by our correspondent, Grace Reynolds. There was an upturn in fortunes for Pontypridd as they travelled to face Valley rivals Merthyr in the Indigo Premiership last Saturday. In an exciting and high-scoring encounter, Ponty came away with a well-earned 27 points to 36 victory, which saw them complete the league double over Merthyr and consolidate fifth position in the table. Ponty dominated the second half of the game, but for a couple of spill passes and a score disallowed for contentious forward pass would have added a try-scoring bonus point to the win. Ponty tries were scored by Ben Jones and Dale Stuckey with two, with outside half Diggy Bird adding a crucial 21 points with his boot. There will be another short break for Ponty now before hosting Clandovery at Sardis Road on Saturday the 21st of March. There was a win also last Saturday for Pontypridd Youth, who came out on top by 34 points to 19 in a home friendly against Newport High School Old Boys. Match action has been sporadic for the youth over the past few weeks, with a number of league and cup matches called off. Their previous engagement being another home friendly against Gilvarkoch on the 22nd of February, which they won by 25 points to 5, fielding a largely development squad. Ponty Youth are scheduled to play Flanishan away in the Blues Premiership this coming Saturday, then face a long-haul trip up to North Wales to face Nant Conway in the quarter-final round of the National Cup. The Six Nations tournament reaches its climax this coming Saturday, although Super Saturday has lost its impact due to the postponement of the Italy versus England and France versus Ireland games as a precaution against the spread of coronavirus. The one remaining game involving Wales will be screened live at Sardis Road to be shown in the Grandstand Lounge rather than the Clubhouse Bar due to a function being staged there. The club will be open from 1pm with the Wales v Scotland match kicking off at 2.15pm. Complimentary food will be served and all are welcome to attend to watch all the action from unfortunately the not so super Saturday of the Six Nations and remember that the match will be screened in the Grandstand Lounge at Sardis Road, not the Clubhouse Bar. A reminder now that on Friday evening the 20th of March a fundraising event will be held at Sardis Road to help pay for repair work to the facilities at Taffville Park, the home of Pontypridd RFC Minis and Juniors. The pitch was underwater and the recently refurbished changing room complex at Taffville Park was damaged during the flooding that came with Storm Dennis on the weekend of the 15th of February. The fundraising event will be staged in the Grandstand Lounge at Sardis Road, commencing at 7pm and will feature local band Temporary Chaos. Tickets are now on sale priced at £5 each. All contact details can be found on the Pontypridd RFC website or on the Pontypridd RFC Mini and Juniors Facebook page. There is also a Just Giving page set up to raise money for the cause. The best way to keep track of everything going on at Sardis Road, matches and events, and all the latest news and views from Pontypridd RFC, is by logging on to the club website, www.ponty.net, and our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to me, Grace Reynolds, on the Ponty Rugby News Round. Well, thank you, Grace. You're listening to the Ponty Rugby Show here on GTFM with me, Gito Davis. I'm joined this week by a group of club supporters who have a chance to have their say. We've been talking about uh, the international game in the first part of the show. Wales losing to England, of course, but beating England at under-20 level. Perhaps we'll have a chance now to focus on Pontypridd, a big win against Merthyr on the weekend. Any reaction to that? Superb comeback in the second half. Unfortunately, I wasn't there. (laughs) I can't say too much, but from what I heard, it was... 
very good display. Yeah, well, what, what I wasn't there, but uh, what I heard it is more or less they carried on from when they played Newport in the first half, and in the second half they came out with a totally different side. And just wasn't blew him away. Yeah, and did the chief go in the wrong dressing room and give him a chief injury? But he, apparently, chief, he wasn't very happy up there. That's unusual. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that Newport game? And if you look back at that uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I think it was one of the worst games I've ever seen. I've seen Ponty play for a long, long time. It's just a lack of urgency, yeah. wasn't it? Very, yeah. very lackluster. So it's horrible to see from a side that only plays with so much passion. I don't know what's going on at the moment. Well, I thought they looked completely disjointed. They were players yeah. out of position, just standing around in the middle of the field. You know, um, passes um, being p- people standing static. Uh, yeah. It just looked like um, it, lo- it looked like they hadn't been coached that week. It mm. looked like they hadn't prepared for Newport, which is a shame because we'd played them away and done well. Yeah, we we played open rugby and lost them in the friendly but that was because it was a friendly we were trying things we just didn't seem to have any focus in terms of where do, we were do going do you think that five week break then without the game you know left its mark on the team they, they did look very rusty could do yeah. yeah could have been that yeah mm. mind you the Merthyr game they, they outscored us in tries but it was almost reverse the international we beat them on penalties <laughs> effectively but yeah. you know same, same pattern yeah. They they give the offences. Yeah. You pay the yeah. cost, mm-hmm. uh, and that may be the fact that their their pattern of play of late has not been what it was last year. Oh, Ooh. certainly not. No. Well, we went into the half time ahead. Ponty weren't that bad in the first half at Merthyr, but dominated the second half and had try scoring chances. One try disallowed, which I got to yeah. say, yeah. I don't think it was a forward pass. Well, that I would have given it, us the bonus the, point. Uh, yeah, I looked at that too, and I I I, I actually on the, the YouTube re- rewound it a couple of times to see what I really didn't see what no. Ben Whitehouse did there. No, you know, just, uh, just and then he gave him a penalty after. You know, that I think it was a bit of a uh, bad chat, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and there was two yeah. other chances, yeah. really great scoring chances, and the ball went to ground. So you know, it could have been yeah. a bigger score for Pont. Yeah. But the second half performance was really dominant. Yeah. So uh, I thought we let one or two of their guys run through the middle a bit too easy, but. Uh, it didn't turn out to be uh, catastrophic in the end. But if we could have stopped them getting a point, it would have helped us. What, we're three points ahead of them now? Possibly, yeah. We've yeah, done the double over them. Yeah, yeah, done the double, but I mean, they're, they're the reason we're only three points ahead of them, we've won eight, they've won, lost eight, they've lost ten, right. is we haven't had the bonus points. Yeah. yeah. They have. There's a lot yeah. of teams behind us who've got games in the hand. Game well. hands, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's looking, the sixth place is still very dodgy. Yeah, mm. remember some of those sides like Carmarthen and they've got to play each other, aren't they? Too? And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and have got to play each other. Yeah, I think the biggest threat is is people like Newport coming up on the on the on the wire. Yeah. In terms of, we need somebody to beat them. Landover, you've got a couple of games in hand. We're yeah. playing them next, next Saturday at home. Yeah, which is a week Saturday. Week Saturday so yeah. A big game. How do you see that one going? Well, it's a must-win game for us, isn't it? Tough side. They are. A, they're yeah, a tough side and a good side. Yeah. Always a good game, tough. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, with this league this year, is that anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. It's, it's so up in the air. No. Well, so, you know, apart from one or two. Well, yeah, but you know, I'm not scared of Llandovery. They, we could do Llandovery. Oh, but Llandovery could equally do us. You know. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> did. How it goes on the day. They did up there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Kamal and Llandovery, um, and who's the other one that's up there? Aberavon. Aberavon. Yeah. They've each got to play each other. So yeah. somebody's going to lose those mm. games. We've still got to play Aberavon, don't we? Yeah, because yeah. that got cancelled. Yeah. I mean, who knows? We might not finish the league anyway this season. 
Well, yes. we don't know. Oh, yeah, closed yeah. doors or whatever. We tried to, think, to yeah. think about that. But we've got two home games on the trot oh. now. And um, home form until that Newport game really had been good. We only good. lost to Aberavon before that. Yes. So mm. yeah. it's Landevery and Swansea home now consecutive weekends. So important for Ponty yeah. to win. Got to win, yeah. them. Got to win them. Really, they've done a reversal because the away um, form hasn't been great. And then all of a sudden we lose at home to Newport and then... Well, I think one of the factors on the away game, those of you, went, well, several of us went to see the Ebu Vale game away. Oh, yeah. And I think that we're so used to playing on this pitch that when yes, we get I a muddy, a, a, a mud bath type game, which Ebu Vale certainly was, we couldn't cope. And of course, they're used to it. So the pitch is a godsend. Home form's been good. Away form, even the first game against Cardiff was on a, on a dry pitch, on a, like yeah. ours. The Merthyr away game was on a dry pitch. We we didn't we only lost by a point against Cardiff and yeah. somebody said that we shouldn't have done right. um, on, yeah. on that day. So it, I think it may be not only the layoff but having to go on to a, to a different pitch. different pitch. Yeah, it. soft pitch. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's hope we win the next two home games. And um, any standout players? If I can mention one, he came on um, as a substitute against Merthyr. Johan Evans in the centre played really well. He's only an eighteen-year-old. Do you think, yeah. can you see any, any other young players coming through that's impressed you this season? Well, Grady's played, he's yeah. been playing well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's been excellent. Since, um, yeah, mm. yeah I, I mean, some of these some of these new players that have come on, I mean, I think our pack has done reasonably well this year. I mean, the only one where we really, really were embarrassed was, was Aberavon at home. They had a really mm. dominant pack. But, you know, I, I think we've held our own up front. And a lot of credit goes to him. They do say if you haven't got a good front five, you ain't going to win games. Well, they're not done bad, yeah. and I think you know better than some seasons when we relied on getting the ball to the backs with a retreating, and they've been better better than the opposition, easily able to beat them. But I think he's been levelling up this season in this league. Um, Bridgend might not agree with us, but I mean, because uh, <laughs> they're, they're I think they're fairly doomed. Yeah. But the yeah. uh, the others, as Dave Rees said, you know, yeah. anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, they've lifted their game. Come good recently, yeah. Mm. Beat RGC on the weekend, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Up there as well, I believe. Up north. Yeah. Yeah. But they're another side that slipped badly this season, RGC. Yeah. Considering where they were. Yes, because they were very dominant at one time, weren't they? Mm. If you went up there, you were in for a pace and we 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 had a Mm. bad game up there. probably our worst game of the season was at RGC. Wouldn't you agree, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the, the pack going well. Any thoughts on the two fairly young props you got? Who Owen and Morgan Basanko seem to have come from nowhere, really, and really, you know, they started oh, yeah, every right. game for yeah. Ponty now. Yeah, they, they've improved. Well, Owen, I was from last year, and it, uh, he's come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, yeah, I think there's 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 hope there in those in that front. You know, when you we've seen people like Hugh Dowd not being able to play this season again. You know, we relied on these guys for so long, and you've got to say. Of course, we've missed people of that quality, but they've come through well. The yeah. props, I think, have done exceptionally well this season, considering where they where they started. And they're not, they're not big boys, are they? No, but I think there must no, be physical strength physical, there for them yeah, to hold yeah, their own. And they, yeah. they're both mid-20s, 20s. I think, so they go yeah. years left in the yeah. game. Yeah. For a prop, obviously, yeah. they say yes, yeah. develop later on um, in their career. Well, that's what we've got to do now. We've got to fetch on the youngsters. I mean, uh, the old form, they're not going to... Be They're there, not going to be so there forever, are they? Forever. <laughs> yeah. And it was good to see against Merthyr as well, if I can mention. We had um, pretty much two open-side flankers playing, Sean Parry and Kyle Evans, who 
fought for everything at the breakdown. You know, so it's good to see these boys at, at a young age doing so well. That's what they got to do. I mean, early start of the early part of the season too. We we lost Dicko, which gave us problems in the middle of the of the line out. Shelley, Shellard injured all these people. Rather like Wales have had, when you consider the Indian from Wales have had two outside halves laid up for the whole start for those six nations. Um, so it's uh, it, it, it's not bad. You know, we've got one of those middling seasons. Let's hope we can use a jump off and do better next season. Let's hope the Sweden fella don't come in and nick him. <laughs> There's always a danger of that happening. But talking about these young players coming through, then what do you think about? It's been talked about so many times over the years, the value of the Premiership. Is it doing its job bringing these youngsters through? Did the WRU value the Premiership? That's what I was going to ask. Are they cutting the funding again? I don't think they do. I don't think they have for a number of years now. Yeah, but mean, where, they, where are they going to go? Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, we can't all play regional rugby. No, and where are, you know, it, it, I don't think they do value it, but if you look at the players that have played for Wales this season and last season, where did they come from? Ponty. And look at the ones that have been through. I don't think Jamie Roberts ever won a game against Ponty. And it was so poor that he couldn't have succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where, where, but this doesn't follow. Yeah. Dylan Lewis, you know, I, I come, coming through as a prop. All these, you, you look at the, the, the blue side, you know, Domachowski and all these guys yeah, yeah, yeah. are yeah. in there. Yeah. You know, if it's so bad... Why are they doing this to us? Yeah. I mean, even Tom Williams, I mean, you know, he, start, he, he played enough games out there yeah. for us Yeah. before moving on to the Blues. The British and Irish Cup was a good test for those youngsters. Of course it was. It certainly yeah. was. Yeah. It was. That's a sad loss, yeah. that is. Of course it was. Yeah. I don't know how they expect these boys to step up from Premiership, making that step. Unless, I mean, the academies can only take in so many. Well, there has to be a progression route, doesn't it? There's got to yeah. be a way through from schools to national side. And where is it? There's going if to be if a, you take away the Premiership... There's going to be a massive be? step in the, in the future, yeah. and they're not going to be able to... I mean, if the academies that. play each other... go up to the Premiership, they, don't they? Then you go next step up. Yeah. I mean, if the academies play each other, you know, you've got... Like, we're talking about props. Somebody from the... Let's take the Blues. The Blues Academy, coming up through there, and the next step they play up is to the regional level and they come up against some hoary Irish or Scottish prop yeah. who's been playing for five years at the top level they're going to get turned inside out it's at this level they pick up the skills yeah. and they've got the mentors who will take them through it won't happen in the academy they're all at the same level you're going to play each other what four or five times six times a year against the same people there's no variety where's the test well you can I mean, I mean what is happening with our regions anyway <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot. Well, um, the region's performance this year is pretty dire. Yeah, yeah, very poor, isn't it? Appalling. Yeah. Well, it hasn't exactly been all inspiring in the past, has it? So, no. Well, no. I mean, the Scarlets are doing better than all of them this year. But, I mean, when they came up against the French opposition, you know, they they've like come you said, yeah, they're going to play each other so many times and they're just going to get bored. You know, this, this young 20-year-old, uh, under 20, who's gone signed for the Scarlets now. Big step up. I yeah. know he's got to get past Patchell, Dan Evans, and, you know, who's he going to play for? Well, all we can do at premiership level, I think, is uh, keep plodding on and proving people wrong, wrong possibly. Wrong, so, yeah. uh, well, as you said, good though, I mean, with the funding being cut again next year, yeah. 
yeah. power club's going to survive. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, this EGM that's coming up, admittedly it's the level below us in the championship level, but presumably if the, the old audit is, is, is required to come back, don't know whether that will capture us as well, because we were under the old audit. Yeah. Will that lift the level back up again? And, you know, if it's performance of the regional sides who are producing the Welsh side this year, we've lost three games in a row. Yeah, and that's a huge amount of money for the WIU that they've lost. Because, well, they get six million last year or something for. 5.5 million. Yeah, for the, for the Grand Slam. And another year they're going to get. 1.5. Yeah. So, where's that money going to come from or go? Or who are they going to squeeze to get it back? Uh, as long as they pack in the, in the National Stadium and they don't seem to worry. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Pink Cowboy Hat Brigade. Yes. Well, we live in hope. Well, uh, time is catching up with us, so um, I think we'll have to call it a day there. Uh, That's about it for another edition of the Ponty Rugby Show. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our idle chat here at the Pontypridd RFC Clubhouse this evening. You've been listening to the Ponty Rugby Show, which is on uh, every Wednesday at 7pm on GTFM 107.9 FM. I'm Gator Davis signing out for the time being. Have a good week till next week.